Welcome back. You're here with David Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Tis the season. Yeah, it is the season. Uh, but it's a weird season this year because markets are down, inflation is high. And I read a report um, recently, it was out in the last, call it three weeks to a month, and it was looking at um, the effect that it's, you know, this, this weird environment is having on people. And it, it concluded that uh, the poll said 22% of Canadians are going to rely on charity in the next six months. One in five. Yeah. And that's, it, it was interesting. When I was reading it, they said, if you're in the mall, look around the mall and look at five different people. Okay? And one of those people expect to rely on charity. Well, look at four because the, the fifth could be you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Right? Right. That's exactly right. Right? But in that group, one of them expects to rely on charity. Now, there are people that uh, are still charitable in an environment like this. And um, I thought we should talk a little bit about that. Right? Because it's a difficult environment. We get to the end of the year. Your portfolio could be down. You're feeling the effects of inflation. There are lots of people, perhaps in a worse situation than you, you still want to be charity. What do I do? Yeah, you know, uh, when you look at this city and this province, charitable giving has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I think um, in times like this um, is when we get together and help each other out. And inflation may not have impacted everyone. but It certainly hasn't impacted them in the same way. Um, fair, and, and, and it ha- but it has impacted many. Yes. When you look at the change in the economy, it has impacted many. Mm-hmm. To the point where the prediction is one in five Canadians are going to need some sort of help along the way. Yep. And so here's the opportunity for us to help out. Right. The question is, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ideas you have tips that you can provide to help these organizations that help the people who need it. Yeah, and, and help the people. You know, as, as I was reading that report, phase, I, was, I, I stopped to think and I started writing down just some ideas around what people can do. Let me throw the first one out uh, to you. Um, often what happens is we're not particularly strategic in our giving, right? You give little bits along the way. And then perhaps you want to give a larger amount, and we get to December. And in a year like this, you think, oh, my portfolio's down. It feels, it feels difficult to do that. Well, one of the things um, that I, I thought would be important is if charitable giving is part of your lifestyle, do it monthly. Build it into your lifestyle plan so that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's a lump sum, it's an expense, you know, if it's a bad year. It's just part of your giving plan, right? It's yeah. part of the way you live your life. Yeah. Spread it out. It doesn't feel so daunting then when we get to the end of the year. So that's number one. How about a, um, a donation allocation? We talk about asset allocation all the time, Yeah. right? A donation allocation, as I was sort of thinking through that, is, is prioritizing the kinds of things you want to support. So start at, at, a, at a high level. Church, environmental causes, um, children's charities, Take your pick. It doesn't really matter what. Mm -hmm. And this could be a fun exercise with a family. We take these broad areas and we say, these are the key areas for us, for whatever they may be. And we're going to allocate of our total giving that amount. And then dig down into the specific charities that you want to support. Mm -hmm. Right? And so it becomes strategic. Um, It can be a family exercise. Uh, You can teach kids about being good stewards of wealth. And kids could be all ages because there's a lot of adult children of our clients or listeners and viewers of the show who are not as charitable as their parents. That's right. And their parents wish that that was part of their core value system. Right. And so you can include this as part of the conversation 
uh, and have a donation allocation program or plan. Yep. There's some strategic, tax strategic ways to give as well, right? We talk about not just cash, but donating securities in kind. And when we do that, um, in a year like this year, you might have positions that are down. You can take the loss, make a donation, right? And, and then still get the tax credit. But if you have positions that are up and we're in an oil and gas town, it's been a good year for oil and gas, you may have big gains in certain positions. Well, you can shelter paying the taxable portion of the gain by a donation in kind. I think this is an important piece because a lot of uh, Canadians first make money in their portfolio, and mm-hmm. we're talking about non-registered assets yes. here, not RSP yep. or TFSA. They make money in that portfolio, they sell the investment, they pay the tax on it, they get the cash in their bank account, then they make the donation. And so they've already paid tax and then make the donations. You have less money to right. give. So you could actually give the same amount or more right. and not have that tax exposure. Again, get proper tax and financial advice on this before you do it and make sure the charity you want to support or the organization you want to support can receive those types of investments uh, that you, they, can, they can use towards the organization. So just have a little bit of a second thought before you just whip out the checkbook mm-hmm. or use your credit card. I think that's great to do that. But I think there, it could be a strategic way of doing it as well. Yeah. Um, how about the notion of um, donating life insurance? And life insurance can be a valuable financial tool in many aspects, and it, it, that would include charitable giving. Uh, and there's a number of ways to do that. We don't have the time to go into all of the aspects of it today, but a policy can be assigned or purchased for that purpose. There's lots of different ways to do it, um, and it can enhance the overall amount that and you're going to give. And that's what I like about it. So personally, I have a a policy that has uh, a couple of charitable organizations in. Um, the premiums that I'm paying, that will that is a deduction to me today. Mm-hmm. But the payout upon my death is w- well way higher than what I would have ever given. Right. And so I think there's an opportunity to enhance the donation, supersize your donation, we'll call that. Um, And I think that's an opportunity for people who have some planned strategies. They can can give a little every month, Mm -hmm. like you were suggesting with your first idea, but they can supersize it upon death. And I think that's that's a long-term thinking plan, but there's also a way to help that as part of your legacy as well. Yeah, that's right. And this is where, you know, you think we can tie lots of these different elements together, as you just did, but... Uh, the idea of strategic, right? Like, sit down with uh, with your advisory team to discuss if this is a goal, because there's lots of different ways to do it, right? And most people don't even—they're not aware of it, mm-hmm. right? So, educating people about the different ways to do this allows families to get get to get more strategic. How about making gifts in kind, right? And that—that's a number of different things. So, let's say, let's say you don't have um, you don't have a bunch of cash laying around this year. Well, what could you do? You know, one of the things we talked about at, um, at the PKAG community event that we held uh, recently was this idea of, um, of the stuff you have laying around your house that you don't use anymore, mm-hmm. right? Tell me a little bit about what you, what you said there. So the research basically out in, in, in USA and Canada, and the, there's more data in the U.S. than there is in Canada about this, but we are a society that accumulates stuff. Mm-hmm. And on average, in North America, Canada, U.S. specifically, the average household or house has about $10,000 worth of stuff 
that if they were they were sold the next day, people wouldn't miss right. them. They wouldn't use them. They'd lie around doing something. I think I've got two blenders, for example. <laughs> when was the last time I used a blender? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. First Why would you even have one? Yeah, now I have two. <laughs> These are the gifts that my kids give me. It's a hint. Have some more vegetables in a blender. But the point is, I've got two. Yeah. If, I, if I actually sold it in a garage sale, I could take that money and, and donate it. And I wouldn't miss the blender. Right. And I wouldn't have to have the vegetables. And in some cases, you, you'll be you'll be able to you'll be able to take those items and you can donate them directly. Hundred percent, right? And in, in and in some cases, you'll actually get a charitable tax receipt for those things as well, right? So the gifts in kind, clothing is always needed in a cold yeah. country like ours. Yeah. You know, there's always need for that. And check with the charity how they accept it, because not yeah. not all items right. in a house can be accepted the way they are. They have to be in certain kind of conditions and so forth. So I think that's that's an opportunity. What else do you have on your list? Um, two more, uh, very quickly. Staying with this, gifts in kind, time. Right? So not everybody has money and securities and stuff in their house to donate. Doesn't mean you can't give the gift of time. So there's time, money, and I'd say knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's another way to help. If you can help associations with your knowledge so they can go out and get more, more funds to help that, that, the, the beneficiaries of that organization, I yep. think that's a, an opportunity. Time, yep. money, and knowledge. Great job. Again, if you want more information on how to help other organizations, be charitable, help the people that, that need it the most, feel free to reach out to us at morethanmoneyradio.com. Contact us, and we'll give you this list, some ideas, and we can connect you with some great strategies on how to help these organizations that you want to support. Now, part of giving is knowing that you're also financially secure first. Yep. And as you go through retirement, you want to make sure that you're good in order for your, your, your ability to help others as well. So how do you know you're going to have income for the rest of your life? How do you know you're going to be able to grow your portfolio so you don't have to worry about these high inflation numbers? You want to make sure that your health care is taken care of. All these different issues that come up in retirement, we're going to show you the strategy or the solution to the big problem of retirement on Tuesday, December 6, 7 p.m. at the Carriage House Inn. You need to register for this, so go to morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, on behalf of myself, Dave, and Faisal, I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money. You're on 770 CHQR. We look forward to chatting with you next week. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.